Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Today we're talking about stamina for performance, but what exactly is stamina and how will it help a runner? So today we're going to be looking at some nutrition and training approaches which will help you improve your stamina and ultimately your running performance. Hello and welcome to She Runs, Eats, Performs, the podcast for female runners of all abilities. Please join Karen Campbell and Aileen Smith, nutritionists, friends and runners, who are here to help you translate sports nutritional science into easy to apply tips and plans, helping you enjoy peak running performance. And especially adding in the female factors every woman needs to know to be a healthy runner. The suggestions we make during this episode are for a guidance and advice only, and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health, please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Karen and Ailey to design a personalized sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runners Health Hub. Welcome back everyone. I'm Aileen and I'm here again with Karen as always. And as usual, we're going to start to share something personal with you to begin with about our nutritional running before we move on to to discuss today's topic, uh, which is focusing on stamina for running performance. So Karen, today's question is about cooking. Uh, I know you enjoy cooking and uh, experimenting with new food ideas uh, when you've got the time. Um, But I just wondered, um, when do you find the time to dedicate to food and meal preparation? Uh, do you follow a recipe or do you create your own recipes? And if you do follow a recipe, have you got any favorite um, recipe books or chefs that you follow? Mm, that's a really good question, Aileen. And I have to say, I do wish I had more time to spend in the kitchen creating lots of lovely meals. But most often it has to be quick and easy meals that I that I prepare. But when I do have the time, um, I, I make meals really following a recipe. I would love to be more creative and be able to produce my own recipes. However, I can't. <laughs> so I will I'll use recipes but I'll adjust them and use alternative ingredients if I need to but I do need to have um, a recipe as a guide and I think I maybe mentioned this in, in previous episodes so I'm a I'm a recipe person now thinking about recipes and I was saying about my favourite chefs. My favourite one is Ottolenghi, and I've got most of his recipe books. And for those of you who don't know, his cuisine is mostly Middle Eastern based. And um, I I love that style of of cooking because there's so much flavour and and he uses lots of exotic spices as well. But, you know, 
they can be quite uh, complex. Some of them, not all of them, but some of them can be quite complex recipes. So you do need to have the time to be to, to, to be creative and be able to create those in the kitchen. So I have to say that I do also like the BBC food recipes, which I tend to look up online. And I just find most of them are easy to follow. And also they use everyday ingredients. Therefore, I tend to have... All the, all the stuff in stock, so to speak. Um, so that's me, Aileen. But how about you? Do you ever follow recipes or do you always sort of create your own magic in the kitchen? And um, and also, who's your favourite chef? Uh, well, I do a bit of both, Karen. I, I mean, I, I usually start, I can start off with the recipe and then find myself going off piste. Um, but uh, I, I do love Middle um, Middle Eastern style cuisine too and Mediterranean foods. Um, so I love Ottolenghi. Um, he's one of my favourites. And I especially like his uh, recipes when I'm entertaining. Um, one of his uh, books has a, a range of what he calls feast menus, which are great for sharing with um, you know, groups of people. And there's sort of the work's done for you. You can just sort of say, yeah, I'm going to shop for that menu and I'm going to cook it and you know everything's going to go nicely together um, but I also like uh, Hemsley and Hemsley um, so they're sisters and they've created some lovely healthy recipe books um, independently of each other as well as together um, so they're, they're highly recommended and very easy to follow recipes um, and staying on the, the sibling theme, I don't know whether you'll have heard of the happy pear, as in pear the fruit. Uh, well, they're actually Irish brothers and they've got some fabulous vegan cookbooks. I was giving a cookbook as a, as a gift uh, from one of my friends and um, that, you know, I really love some of their recipes. And I've also just uh, recently noticed that Jamie Oliver's got a new book, which is called One. And it's uh, all about simple one pan wonders, uh, which is definitely my kind of book and probably our kind of book because we talk a lot about easy cooking, don't we, Karen? So that's definitely on my wish list. I'm sort of holding back buying it at the moment because I do have so many cookery books. But I know that at some point in the next few weeks, I'll probably roll over and buy it. Um so they're my sort of favourites. Um, and the other place that I get inspiration from often is from the recipe box suppliers. So uh, when you um, get a recipe box, you usually get a recipe card along with it. Um, so if you enjoy cooking something, um, you know, you might want to repeat that recipe yourself. Um, and, and I find that using the recipe boxes, it sort of stretches me into cooking something new because sometimes it's it might be a recipe that I wouldn't naturally choose myself, but it um, it takes you out of your comfort zone a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I get my uh, inspiration from. And if anybody's interested in the recipe box suppliers, we've got our favorite ones listed on our website, runnershealthhub.com. And if you look at the page um our favorite food brands you'll see uh, the, the food box companies that we rate that we think are good enough for you if you like and uh, a lot of them have special offers for you so do check out the page and, and you can try try some of those 
Absolutely. Thanks for that, Aileen. I didn't realise Jamie Oliver had a, a new book out um, called One, which, like you say, does sound like both of our type of, of book and cooking. So I really look forward to you reviewing the book in the future, Aileen. So uh, so now that I've asked you to do a review, you're going to have to go and buy it. So uh, bear <laughs> that in mind. <laughs> well, I will. I've got your permission. Yes. Okay. So let's move on now and introduce our topic for today which as I said is all about stamina for performance and I wonder how many people have actually considered stamina and its function in enhancing performance so some people may be asking well what exactly is stamina and how do we define stamina in sport Um, so today we're going to begin with just doing that defining stamina and considering why it's important for a runner and then we're going to move on to uh, consider nutrition and training approaches to help you enhance stamina And then finally, we're going to look at ideas on how to put the theory into practice to help you develop stamina to support your running. So uh, that's a quick overview. So I think, you know, many of us would associate stamina with endurance running. And I know that the words stamina and endurance are, are often used interchangeably. So, Karen, would you begin by defining stamina and maybe outline the difference between stamina and endurance related to sport? Yes, of course, Aileen. Um, But before I do that, what I would just like to say is that the research on stamina in sport is incredibly limited. I really struggle to find any primary research on this topic. And I don't know why it hasn't been researched more extensively. It needs a PhD student, I think, to do that. So because of that, you know, the information that we're going to share with everybody today is mostly from anecdotal evidence, as well as secondary research and also from um, some educational blogs that I found on the subject. But hopefully everyone will still find the information helpful for their own running goals and their own performance. So looking at stamina, going back to your question, Aileen, the dictionary definition is that it's the physical or mental strength that enables you to do something difficult for long periods of time. So if we were to take that, then relate this to sport, it's generally accepted to be the ability to keep exercising for a long period of time without succumbing to fatigue, injury or trauma. Now, it is thought that an athlete's ability to resist fatigue is the biggest contributing factor to attaining and maintaining stamina in sports. So that's the that is an overview of, of the definition, really. Oh, thanks for that, Karen. And, and from what you say, it's the resistance to fatigue or in other, other words, the individual staying power that defines uh, stamina. Now, an individual's ability to keep going, as you said earlier, is generally associated with endurance. Um, So are stamina and endurance the same thing or do you think there's a subtle difference between them? Well, yes, like like you said earlier, Aileen, these two words do tend to be used interchangeably. However, they are subtly different. So if we think about endurance, now endurance is seen as a component of physical fitness, whereas stamina isn't actually seen as a component of, of physical fitness, but rather the result of becoming fitter. So that is very subtle, but that's the difference. Okay, so thanks. Thanks for um, 
outlining that. So we've, we've determined what stamina is. So let's now have a look at why it's important for a runner. So we've already mentioned that having stamina means that a runner has a staying power, meaning that they can run for longer periods of time without succumbing to fatigue, which is clearly very beneficial to performance. So Karen, is there anything else that you'd add to that regarding the importance of stamina for runners? Yes, like you said, Aileen, having that staying power really gives a runner the competitive edge against other athletes and and also reflects um, their overall fitness. Now, what is important to mention here is that stamina is something that can be approved upon, improved upon in training, but it will take time, hard work and also dedication. I don't know about you, Aileen, but I quite often hear people saying, I just couldn't run that distance because I don't have the stamina. Now, this might be true, However, like I've just said, with the correct training and, of course, including um, good nutrition as well, it is possible to develop that and improve upon the stamina. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, Karen. I think, um, you know, any of us over our running careers as such will remember, you know, not having stamina and then developing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So physiologically, Karen, what adaptations are occurring that helps a runner develop or improve upon stamina? Well, like I said at the beginning, it does appear to be fundamentally linked to the body's ability to resist fatigue for longer periods. And this ability to resist fatigue is linked to increased efficiency of the heart, of the lungs, and also with the muscle performance. So that consistent and appropriate training and nutrition, like I say, is what will encourage that um, improved heart, lung and muscle function and efficiency for running. Yeah, that that definitely makes sense, Karen. And I'm just wondering, is there a way of measuring stamina or is it just something that a runner would notice as their training and fitness develops? Yeah, I definitely think that it's something that a runner would notice as their fitness develops, especially a beginner runner. You know, they might start off run walking and then as time moves on, they find that they're running running more than they're walking and then they're running without having to walk. And then they find that they're running further and for longer um, without tiring. So that would be a a clear sign of them building stamina. Now, for a more experienced runner where the changes or improvements may be more subtle, then testing for stamina is a possibility. Now, it tends to be determined by measuring an individual's VO2 max. And just as a reminder, what VO2 max is, it's the maximum or optimum rate at which the heart and the lungs and the muscles can effectively use oxygen during exercise. And it's a, really a way of measuring an individual's aerobic capacity. And, and, and it must, you know, we have to remember that it is very individual and will differ depending on age, gender and your fitness level. But that is the way that um, stamina is, is monitored in, in a more experienced runner. Oh, that's really interesting, Karen. And I guess, you know, that's going to be something that, as you say, the more experienced or 
professional runner would um, would be interested in. Um, but before we move on to discuss some of the training and nutrition tips to improve stamina, I, I just wanted to mention something that although stamina is determined through physiological adaptations to training. There's also a psychological element to this, and I don't think we can overlook this. And I'm sure, you know, most runners will have had moments where a voice in the head says, I can't go on, I'm no good at this, I'm really tired, I'll have to stop. Um, You know, is that the kind of thing that you can relate to, Karen? Oh, I certainly can. Yeah, absolutely, Aileen, I can as well. And I I do think that a positive mindset towards training is something that can also be developed over time. You know, the use of distraction or a positive mantra to drown out the, the negative voice can be really beneficial. And what I do is when I'm training, I tend to break my run down into smaller chunks to help me overcome that negative talk in my head. And I tend to use this sort of strategy for really long runs or um, also in skill based training, because, you know, it's that technical training that I often find really challenging. So if I just break it down, I can um, I can overcome that psychological aspect of of training, because clearly if that takes over, it's going to limit limit the development of stamina. So that psychological part of it is an important um, element to try and overcome with whatever works for you, be it the mantra, be it breaking down your um, your your um, your training uh, schedule. So, you know, if I was to take my own schedule and my training recently, I had to complete a series of long hill drills because I've got a trail, a long trail run coming up. So these were long hill drills. So I had to run uphill for two minutes and jog back down, then jog up the hill for four minutes, uh, run up the hill and then jog back down and then run up the hill for six minutes, then jog down. Now, I was allowed two minutes rest, but then I had to do that twice again. So I have to say, when I was doing it, I was feeling really tired so, and my head was telling me I'm not going to be able to complete this because it was just such hard work. So what I did was to overcome that negative mindset, mindset, I just told myself to complete one set, then assess how I was feeling. So by just doing that, I took the pressure off myself because I was thinking, well, if I can't do the other two, at least I've done one set. And then at the end of that first set, during my two my two minutes of recovery, I thought, oh, actually, maybe I could do another one um, and, and I could stop after that. And um, and so I went on and did the second one. And then by and then the same sort of process, thought process went on. And at the end, I was able to complete all three. And I felt really great. It was a real sense of achievement. So um, so that's just the technique I use but different people will use different techniques and I'm just wondering Aileen if you've developed a a, a technique or a mindset regarding your training that supports you um yeah yeah definitely I'm I'm one who likes to chunk things down and count and uh, do things like that to help me get through any kind of repetitive uh, training I would say but I think like all runners you know we've all been beginners and pretty much we've all at some point had to recover from either an injury or an illness which might have taken a toll 
on our stamina, our fitness, our performance. And that's that's something I've had to deal with recently, not for the first time, um, but recently a a combination of post-viral fatigue and then a niggly injury really has left me feeling as weak as water at times. And to be honest, there's been times where I've just, you know, in my head I've actually said to myself, you're at ground zero here, which of course I haven't been at ground zero. Ground zero would have been having never run at all in my life. But that negative Nelly voice in my head was saying that to me. Um, and I just had to really start, decide to start again. You know, and I thought, well, if you are really at ground zero, you've just got to start again and build up gradually. And, and one of the things that I've done recently is um, I've, I've started going out on um, one or two of my longer routes that I, I would have done when I was much much fitter and had more stamina. Um, but yeah, mentally, what I've said to myself is, well, you know, you can't run the whole way. So you, you're going to have to um, be prepared to walk part of the way home. And the benefit of that has been that I'm not doing the easy short routes continuously. Um, and also going on the harder routes has reminded me of, you know, where the challenging bits are, where the hills are uh, that I used to be able to do easily. And it's actually, it's been a motivator. It's encouraged me to want to get that level of stamina back, even though I can't quite do it yet. Um, and the other sort of um, other side of the encouragement, the sort of personal encouragement to me is it's reminded me of the scenery that I enjoy which is another motivator just because I've been back doing something either by the coast or um, you know where there's a few hills it's it's sort of reminded me that that's the kind of outdoor scenery I like Um, and that as I say has been a motivator and I also um, just to, to finalize my my response there Karen was I read an article recently and I can't remember it might have been in runner's world or something like that and it was written by a marathon runner and he was saying you have to have perspective don't beat yourself up and accept that not every run will be perfect and you know learn to adapt Um, and there'll always be some days that are better than other days and remember the good runs but learn from the not so good runs so instead of you know going into this I'm going to beat myself up because I'm not good enough it's like well what can I learn from today and just accept that you're not going to have perfect performance day in and day out so that's my um, take on developing a, a positive mindset. Yeah I think you know those are all really good ideas and and also the you know, from what you and I have said, it just shows that there are so many different approaches um, to developing a positive mindset to support that that development of stamina. And I do really like that marathon runner's idea of not beating yourself up, just getting things into perspective. And yes, different days is going to lead to different running. Some days will be good, some days will, will not be so good, but learn from them. And another strategy for me, because I've been um, a, a you know runner for quite a few years now, I tend to use positive self-talk. So for on the days that maybe it's not such a good run, I just tell myself that I know I can do it because I've done it before. Because I get really nervous when I when I go to do a marathon, say even a half marathon. But then I keep telling myself, well, Karen, you know you can do it because you've done it before. So I think just remembering, and I think that reflects back to what some of what you were saying as well, Aileen, it is, it is just remembering that you are capable. It's just about getting back there. 
And, um, and, and I think I find that that really helps as well. Great, great tips there, Karen. And I think positive self-talk is definitely a strategy uh, to consider. Um, and just um, before we move on to talk about those training and nutrition tips for stamina, I just wondered if there's any female factors that we should be considering, Karen. Yeah, well, like all the information on this subject, Aileen, it was limited. Um, however, I did find a review paper which was discussing the knowledge we currently have regarding fatigability, so fatiguing between men and women. And what it stated was that m- men tend to fatigue more quickly than women. And, um, and and because of that fatigue being associated with stamina, this would suggest that women may have more stamina than men. Now, that's my interpretation of, of that um, study result because um, it wasn't linked to sport, this particular study, but thinking of stamina being related to fatigue or fatigue being related to stamina, that would that would um, fit. Now, this paper went on to say that this might be due to differences in muscular mechanisms. For example, that muscle contraction mechanism or muscle perfusion, so that blood flow to muscles and the differences in that between men and women. But as always, more research is required to, 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 to fully determine why women generally fatigue less quickly than men. These were sort of concepts and ideas. And also, I think we have to consider the impact of the menstrual cycle and how that might affect our stamina at key points in our cycle. We mustn't forget that. So, um, But that, that was all really that I, I could find, Aileen. Yeah, and that's beginning to be a topic um, that's getting into, well, conversation, you know, public conversation. I know um, just after the um, Commonwealth Games, um, there was a few female athletes talking about the effects of their menstrual cycle. So um, that's really positive that that's getting a a viewing and that people are uh, opening their, their minds to how it might affect them. Yes. Okay, so thanks for that, Karen. So just to recap, uh, we've determined that stamina is defined as the ability to resist fatigue when exercising for a prolonged period of time. Um, by doing that, we're maintaining performance for longer, and it can be de- developed over time through consistent training, and uh, it, it can be possibly measured using VO2 uh, max as a marker. So now let's uh, move on to some tips on how to develop or enhance stamina um, through training, but also through nutrition. So as we mentioned earlier, um, increasing stamina encourages muscle to work more efficiently. And this is achieved through consistent training. And what that does, it will lead to an increase in lung capacity, which leads to an increase in oxygen uptake. And uh, the part then is able to deliver um, that oxygen to working muscles and then we're delaying the onset of fatigue. So what we've got to think about is how can training support this process? Well, we all know that aerobic exercise is the best way to improve oxygen uptake. So just by being a runner, you're, you're supporting the development of stamina, which, as we said, can be improved um, over time. But as well as aerobic exercise, it's thought that Alternating aerobic exercise with high intensity training may also help improve stamina 
Mm, yeah, absolutely, Aileen. I completely agree with that. And actually, a blog I was reading recently suggested that cycling, running and weightlifting could really help to improve levels of stamina. So the blog was suggesting that with cycling, it, it's a great way to, to push the body, as we know, a bit like running, which would increase oxygen supply to the muscles, therefore helping to slow um, slowly building that stamina then running itself they suggested a mixture of running and jogging to try and mix up the training a bit and introducing some tempo running to help increase the lung capacity and then looking at the weightlifting the blog suggested that by building strength it helps to improve stamina as well as increasing the muscle strength and definition therefore improving overall agility for performance and agility is important for for a performance but also in improving that stamina so so um so so like you say it is about mixing up the training and alternating the um the aerobic and the high intensity training yeah so that sounds that sounds good uh, a good approach um but i'm just wondering is, is there a defined amount of daily training that's thought to encourage optimal stamina over time, Karen? Well, again, Aileen, I don't have any primary research information on this. However, some articles that I read recommend um, 30 minutes of exercise for at least three days per week. And I think that might be appropriate for a beginner runner. However, if you're more experienced, then I would say it's more maybe about increasing time and intensity of training over a period of time because you might already be running for much more than 30 minutes and much more than three days a week so in that respect you want to increase that intensity and increase continue to increase the amount of time that you spend exercising now apparently coaches working with athletes they encourage their athletes to increase their training by 10% each week to help develop their stamina so um so so that is different approaches now Aileen do you have any tips you could share regarding training to improve stamina is there anything else you've got to add there well something that's um coming to mind is um thinking about utilizing a sports coach Karen you you mentioned that and I think anybody who's serious about developing stamina to help improve their running performance um, may want to think about running working alongside a running coach uh, that could be really beneficial uh, and if anybody would like any um, run coach recommendations then you know do drop us a line at hello at runnershealthhub.com and we can pass on the details of some of the coaches that we rate highly. And a lot of them offer online programs as well as uh, working in person. So they're quite accessible um, wherever you live. And for others that um, would prefer to develop their stamina through their own approach, I think the biggest tip that we've given today is to train consistently because consistency appears to be the biggest factor in improving stamina in athletes. One of the, the, the sort of other words that comes to mind is conditioning. And I remember personal trainers keep saying to me, you know, when I was finding things hard, it was like, you're just getting your body conditioned. It's getting used to experiencing this. And he was right, you know, after a, a few sessions of doing something, suddenly you begin to be able to do it without any um, fatigue. So 
consistency and conditioning. And as you said, mix up your exercise a bit, you know, whether it's um, mixing up your run training or mixing up the activities you choose. You know, it might be introducing some cycling. I've, I've started doing a little bit of spinning, uh, which obviously gives those kind of benefits. Um, strength training, even swimming. Um, but choose something that you enjoy because that's going to help you maintain consistency. Um, and we all want to have some enjoyment and fun when we're training and whatever we're doing. Yeah, definitely, Alien. Those are great tips. And, and, and yes, I would agree. It, you do want to do an activity that you enjoy and that you can bring some fun into as well. So thank you for that. And I would just like to remind everybody about that psychological element that you mentioned earlier, Alien linked to stamina for running. Now, remember, I would say to to think about using that positive self-talk. Maybe it's a, a personal mantra or a distraction technique, whatever works for you. Now, regarding that psychological aspect, we do have lots of hints and tips on um, achieving a, a positive mindset in our milestone series for both the, the Great North Run and the London Marathon. So, so you might want to go back and listen to these episodes to, to get more information and more motivational ideas for mindset. So from there, let's move on now to discuss how food and nutrition might contribute to improved stamina. But I have to stress here that Again, there's no primary research uh, into this area, certainly none that I could find anyway. So we are mostly drawing on our knowledge and our experiences within this um, realm. Yeah, so thinking about stamina and it being defined as the muscle's ability to resist fatigue during exercise. So what, when we're thinking about nutrition, um, our approach really is to focus on foods to support energy production. And um, this is a, a big topic for us and we've focused on it in many different episodes. So the ones that I just thought I'd like to bring to everybody's attention today are episode 89, Spotlight on Vitamin C for Runners, 58, a Focus on Magnesium, uh, 54, Eating Enough to Run, which is all about energy availability, and then in the Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner series, which is our mini series where we do shorter episodes, episode two is all about combating low energy. And episode six is energy for everything. Um, so, you know, if you need to have some nutrition related to producing energy production, um, those are the, the nutrients that we need to think about. So vitamin C, magnesium, B vitamins are important as well um so there's lots of uh, lots of information on the subject that we've um got within the podcast so it's all available for you um and you know we're thinking about these nutrients that are required for energy production and the transport of oxygen so um you know as well as the vitamin c magnesium and b complex iron and zinc are also pretty important too um so there's there's a few um key nutrients that will help you there certainly are alien and and i think as we've got episodes dedicated to the nutrients vitamin c magnesium and also iron we're episode 25 iron women and that's another episode that people could go and listen to what we might do today is just to outline some recommendations for the vitamin b complex and for zinc 
And I think, as most of you know, we advocate a food first approach to nutrition, to health and well-being, as well as your running performance. So thinking about that and the foods that are rich in these micronutrients, um, so the vitamin complex and the zinc. We'll go through some food ideas for you so that you can think about that and potentially put them in place. Now, thinking about the vitamin B complex, there are various nutrients within the B complex that are required at all stages of energy production. Therefore, it's about eating a wide variety of foods that are rich in the different vitamin B nutrients and and that would be really important to ensure that you're including the full range for that optimal energy production and that through through doing that that could really support improving your stamina and your running performance overall and over time so looking at the B vitamin complex the principal foods where they're found include fish, especially salmon, also poultry meat, eggs, which is a good source for vegetarian, and also dairy products as well. You will find um, the B vitamins in various fruits and vegetables, especially avocados and oranges, although I have to say we generally associate oranges with vitamin C. However, they do have B vitamins in there as well legumes, for example, lentils, and also fortified um, foods. Now, that's especially important for vitamin B12. Lots of different foods are are fortified with vitamin B12. And this would be important if you're following a a vegan diet. So, So lots of different foods to think about to ensure you are um, eating sufficient amounts of the B vitamin complex. Yeah, one of my nutrition friends, we used to do um, nutrition talks uh, in the workplace with people. And she used to always describe the B vitamins as a boy band. You know, it's a boy band of vitamins. They've got to work together, which I thought was quite a good analogy. Some on their own uh, don't work as well, but having them all is really important. Mm. Okay, thanks for that, Karen. Um, So let's now move on and think about some food sources of zinc. So um, you can get zinc in meat and in fish and seafood. Actually, oysters contain more zinc per serving than any other food, even though I wouldn't say oysters are an everyday food. It's not something I would choose, but um, you know, some people out there like them. Um, so as I say, meat, fish, seafood, uh, you also get some zinc in eggs, uh, dairy products, and also in plant foods like legumes, uh, nuts and whole grains. But one of the things that you do have to take into consideration is that the bioavailability of zinc from plant food, um, plant based foods is lower than that from animal foods. And that's because plant based foods contain uh, something called phytates and phytates, which are actually the storage form of phosphorus in plants. What they do is bind some minerals like zinc in the intestine and that might inhibit the absorption, which means that you don't get as much zinc from the food source that you would maybe like. Um, And another thing to consider if you are a a vegetarian or a vegan, um, thinking about the vitamin B that Karen's just been talking about there, is that um, you might want to also think about taking a vitamin B complex supplement um, to help you know, get your, your optimal levels of vitamin Bs. Um, and also that's due to uh, phytates within the plant foods. Um, 
And, you know, as we mentioned also that the B vitamins mostly come from animal food sources too. Um, and as ever, if, if you, um, you know, you've got any questions about your nutrient status, um, we'd always suggest that you consult with a nutritional professional to determine uh, what your nutrient status is and find out what you might need. Yeah, absolutely. I'd agree there, really. It's always important to work with a professional. And what I would say there is, you know, do feel free, everybody, to contact us if you would like to discuss supplementation. Or maybe if you're already taking supplements and you just want to look at a supplement review to determine if what you're currently taking um, is actually still serving your health and also serving your performance goals. So you can contact us directly at Hello at Runners Health Hub to um, book a consultation. Or alternatively, you can go to our website, runnershealthhub.com, where you can book a complimentary and introductory call with us. And during that time, we can then chat about how we can help you in whatever way. Uh, or you could immediately book a supplement review consultation if you know that's what you need. And all you need to do is when you get to the website, click on the work with us on the toolbar on the right hand side of the home page, then scroll down and just click the button that really best suits your needs and get in touch with us. So, Aileen, I think that might um, lead nicely into our regular advert break. So I'm going to hand right back to you now. Okay, thanks, Karen. Uh, so this is the moment in the episode where Karen and I take a minute just to talk to you about some of the other things that we do outside of the podcast. And today we've been talking about um, the foods and also the potential need for nutritional supplements to support energy production. And that ultimately is going to help improve stamina and benefit your running performance. Um, so if you would like any recommendations on um, foods and brands and supplements, what you might want to do is check out our website. Um, what we've done uh, to really help make you make an informed choice on which products to, um, to choose that might help you is that we've gathered all of our favorite products and brands together in one place. And that really helps you make an informed choice. So if you were going to think about the topic today, um, the recommended companies that we would suggest would be thinking about looking uh, for magnesium products that better you. Uh, your Zuki um, has vitamin C products, which would be really helpful. And you might want to think about ordering some organic fruit and vegetables and recipe boxes. And um, Able & Coal is an, a supplier that we both recommend. And we find that there are really so many products available on the internet and in shops claiming to support health and well-being for runners. It can be really difficult to know which ones to choose at times. And that's why um, we decided it was a really good idea just to list our favorite brands on the website for you and some of those um, suppliers have, have made special offers for you to try their products and services so do check them out um, sometimes we do earn a small commission or we may be compensated in some way but this really helps us keep the podcast funded um, so if you buy something um, through the website you you'll be helping us out um, and and as i said you know we we only choose suppliers and brands that we are fully confident with uh, we choose natural products we choose ethical brands and suppliers that are very um, have great reputations and that's why we're listing them for you and you'll find all of that at our website which is runnershealthhub.com at the top menu bar you'll see the shop um, 
button. So click on that and um, you'll see everything that, that we're recommending there. And we all, we're always adding new things. So we'd recommend that you visit the page regularly and um, check if there's anything new there. Great. Thanks very much, Aileen. So now let's move on and take a look at some ideas of how you could begin to maybe introduce some of the theory and the ideas we have given you regarding improving your running stamina. So let's think about your training first. Uh, Aileen has already given you a few tips, which included trying to really mix up your exercise a bit and just ensuring that your training is consistent. Now, a helpful way to to maybe do that is to write out a training plan. Now, it could be added to your paper or your electronic diary, or you could potentially produce your own blank seven-day training plan and then populate it with your running and your exercise schedule on a weekly basis. Now, just remember thinking about stamina, just try to increase that time and intensity by 10% on a regular basis. Now, for some people, that actually might feel too hard to do. So if it is affordable, then what you could possibly do is link up with a, a running coach and a running coach, you can really discuss what your goals are and then get them to make up your running schedule for you. And, and most running coaches produce um, a monthly schedule for the clients to follow. And then the plan would be adjusted on a weekly or a monthly basis, depending on what your individual goals and fitness levels are. So that is something that if it's affordable for you, I would really recommend. It really takes the hard work out of it. You just look at your schedule and do it. And 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 that's the reason I have a, I have a running coach is because I don't have to think about it. They tell me what to do and I just go and do it. So um, it keeps it really easy. Brilliant. So I think that the key message really, Karen, isn't it? It's it's variety and consistency. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you you do decide that you're going to train alone and you want to mix it up a bit, remember to choose the activities that you personally will enjoy. Uh, Because as they always say, if you enjoy what you do, you're more likely to stick at it and maintain consistency. Now, another approach to supporting stamina could be to introduce some yoga into your training plan. And and it's thought that yoga has the ability to support stamina because it increases an individual's capacity to handle stress and also improve their feelings of well-being. And um, this was uh, justified in a small study that was carried out in 2016 where um, participants who did yoga alongside meditation saw a significant improvement in endurance and a reduction in fatigue. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it, how yoga could support uh, stamina as well. And also thinking about that psychological implications on stamina, as, as again, a small study that I looked at, um, it only had 30 participants, suggested that listening to music during exercise could potentially increase cardiac efficiency. And, you know, as we've already discussed, this is important for improving stamina. Now, this study suggested that listening to music whilst exercising lowered all the participants' heart rate. Therefore, less effort was required during the exercise. Now, from that, I would deduce um, that the the participants could potentially exercise for longer 
and at a, a higher intensity because that, that there's that feeling of um, less effort being required, which again would help to improve stamina as we discussed earlier. So, um, but that's my interpretation of the results. That's not what um, the results said because this, this, um, was a, a really small study, and they were just looking at the the heart, the cardiac efficiency of listening to music. So, so there, what I would suggest as a as a practical thing to to do is maybe to to use Spotify and produce a, a running album of your favorite motivating songs. And I have to say, it is something that I use on on occasion, especially on really long runs, and it can be really motivating especially if you've got that really good rhythm and drum beat etc so um so something else to consider yeah definitely a great idea um so let's um move on now and have a quick look at some nutrition tips that's going to really help put all of this information into practice so the key message here is very much like your training it's all about variety and consistency so when we're thinking about variety uh, the key is to think about variety of fruit and vegetables on a daily and weekly basis, but also think about variety of protein sources too. So uh, make sure that you're eating um, lots of different varieties of food. So meat, fish, legumes, eggs, and that's going to make sure that you've got a broad spectrum of all the nutrients that, that you require. Now, the second part of it is consistency. Um, so be consistent with your diet. Make sure it's healthy and colorful and nutrient dense on a daily basis. So day in and day out is going to be really important. And if you maintain this approach to eating, you're really going to give yourself the best chance to improve your running performance. And therefore, you're going to give yourself the best chance of reaching your running goals. Mm -hmm which includes that increasing increasing stamina, hopefully. So uh, really my final message there would be to also ensure that you're eating enough of all these foods that you've mentioned, Aileen, and ensuring that you're eating enough consistently. Because if you... Um, if you don't take on board sufficient energy, sort of in that form of macronutrients to fuel your running, then you're going to become fatigued and potentially injured, which, of course, will result um, in stamina diminishing. So it's about eating the right foods consistently, but also eating enough of them consistently consistently so it's that variety and consistency in both your training and your um your nutrition now i think these are all really simple messages but also important messages to get across so so we do hope that you have found them helpful um but before we close, Aileen, I just wondered if you could maybe, from what we've spoken about, um, could suggest one action point that our listeners could maybe go away and think about putting in place to help them improve their stamina for their individual running goals. Yes, sure. And I think, um, you know, it was a suggestion that probably you made earlier on today is um, put the training in into your diary um, and, uh, you know, whatever format you, you work to, you know, whether it's an electronic diary or a handwritten diary, get it scheduled. And uh, I certainly find if I write it down, um, I do it. Um, it's, it's like an appointment with myself uh, and I follow through. And a bit like you were saying with your running coach, you just um, take the instruction and go off and do it. So hopefully um, everyone listening today will, will find that a really helpful, simple action point. 
Excellent. Thanks for that, Aileen. That's really good. And and like you say, it's a very simple adjustment to do, but hopefully will everyone will reap the benefits from it. Great. So, Karen, I think that brings us to the end of today's episode. Uh, but before we go, could you give us uh, your key takeaways? Yes, of course, Aileen. So just to start off with and a reminder that stamina is defined as the ability to keep exercising for a long period of time without succumbing to fatigue, injury or to trauma. Now, stamina is something that can be developed over time, but it does involve some hard work and dedication to your training. But remember, although training may be hard work, it is still possible to enjoy it. So aim to mix up your training, to give it variety and also choose activities that you like and that make you happy. That's really important. What I would say is don't forget there is a psychological element to stamina. So the use of positive self-talk or inspirational mantras, whatever works for you, could help improve training and stamina. And also a good nutritional approach to improving stamina would be really to focus on energy production and energy availability. And then finally, I would just end with what we've been sort of reiterating throughout um, today is that variety and consistency in both your training and nutrition could be the key to enhancing your stamina when you're running. And that's it, Aileen. Great. Thanks, Karen. That's been a great conversation and really interesting insights. Um, hopefully everyone feels inspired to introduce some changes to their training and nutrition uh, with the aim of improving their stamina. And remember, everyone, don't let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance. Well, this brings us to the end of another episode of She Runs, Eats, Performs, brought to you by Runners Health Hub, helping female runners to be fitter, faster and stronger. We really hope you've enjoyed listening and you'll join us again soon. In the meantime, we'd be so grateful if you check us out on iTunes and leave a review. And once again, thanks for listening and do let us know if there are any topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Bye for now. We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for Women's Changing Bodies, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs. First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device, and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialing wearing their range for a few months, and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases. Mm -hmm.